This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. To Joe Leo Chantel. Uh, on the other side of the glass, and we're going for the next two hours, we will get into the preseason. Oddly enough, I found myself excited about a meaningless exhibition game happening in Canton, Ohio. So we'll get into, you know, what unfolded last night, what to make of what we saw from the New York Jets. Talk a little Giants as well. Looks like Evan Neal uh, is dealing with a little bit of a a concussion issue. So we'll monitor that situation and get into a little Giants conversation as well. The Mets are in an absolute free fall. 10-3 right now is the score at Camden Yards. Mets trailing the Orioles after getting swept by arguably the worst team in baseball, the Kansas City Royals. So that fire sale that happened just completely deflated the team. So I'm wondering how Mets fans feel right now. I know Steve Cohen put a letter out today. It is hard. It is really tough to get excited about this team, even if you are someone optimistic about them contending or not contending, but competing next year, not completely punting on the season. It is tough. To, to see what's happening and, and get yourself excited for what's to come, especially because you don't know who the president of baseball operations is, who's going to come in and, and, and fix this Mets, uh, Mets, Mets mess. Uh, but we'll get into that as we progress through the show. 800-919-3776. we got to start, unfortunately, with the baseball team that I root for, and that is the New York Yankees because it has been a disastrous week for this team that started the season with World Series aspirations. You get to the trade deadline, and it was Brian Cashman, show me something. Reveal who you are. Reveal how you feel about this team. If you're sellers, then it tells us all we need to know, that at least you have acknowledged there is an existing problem and that, you know, there is no fixing this season. If you're buyers, then you're just pouring more resources into a team right now that appears to be lifeless. Do nothing, and it tells me all that needs uh, to, to be said. All you need to know about the Yankees is that right now it is a harsh reality, but it bears saying because it's true, the general manager of this team no longer understands how to build one that is competing for a championship. Brian Cashman can no longer build a team that can win a title. I think that has become obvious. Right now the Yankees trailing 7-3 in the Bronx. To the Astros, I found it so cute that people got all giddy about a, a, a two-game win streak. I mean, think about how bad you have to be that simply winning a couple games in a row garnered some enthusiasm in a certain segment of your fan base. That completely was eradicated when you sent Luis Severino to the mound, who right now might be the worst pitcher in baseball. Nice little four-inning spot. Five earned runs, three walks, two home runs, ERA up to 7-7-4 on the season. Last week he said he feels like he's the worst pitcher in baseball. He's pitching like it too. And it is the tale of two tapes between how he's handled his contract season, and it's a little bit of an unfair comparison. But compare how he's handled his contract year to what we saw last season from Judge, who bet on himself, turned down the extension that was offered to him before the season that everyone deemed to be fair. And he said, watch what I do. Watch this 
campaign I put together. 62 home runs later, and he scored 360 M's. Severino contract year. Oh, what a mess. And this will go down as yet another Cashman extension that turned into an abject failure. Yet another Yankee with high potential, only to see his career in pinstripes come to a screeching halt. And I thought about this before the show. All of the guys who were highly touted, you know what? Look out for him. He's coming up. He's making waves through the organization. Can't trade him. I don't care who becomes available. This is a a valuable asset that is going to contribute to winning in the future. Can't trade him. All the names we heard. Greg Bird. Tyler Austin. Gary Sanchez. Rob Refschneider. Miguel Andujar. Esteban Florio. Remember, Ivan Nova, and for some weird reason, my my best memory of Ivan Nova was a grand slam he gave up to uh, Josh Donaldson. Tyler Austin, Clint Frazier, it's all these guys, all these guys we keep hearing about can't trade them, too valuable of an asset, only to see them depreciate when they come up to the big leagues. You're unbelievable. Never amount to anything. Now, I guess part of that kid could just be attributed to the player. But the second leg of it has to be that the Yankees, really outside of Judge, and I guess you can say Clay Holmes, have shown in recent memory an inability to develop their young talent. Now, we'll see what happens with Volpe. He, he has certainly played better of late, of late, and it's hard to take any, you know, Take this season, his rookie year, where he comes in and into a pressurized situation and and have any sweeping judgment uh, at the end of this campaign. We'll see what happens with him, but uh, the Yankees are becoming that organization that significantly overvalues their own prospects to the point where, as they depreciate, they become so less valuable you can't even get anything for them. Which is why every time a big name comes up and they're like, oh, pump the brakes, can't trade this guy, can't trade this guy, he's an untradeable asset. Every time that happens, I roll my eyes and I'm thinking, here we go again, same thing happening. And Luis Severino was a part of that core group of guys. Remember, you go back to 2016, the last time the Yankees were sellers at the deadline. They, they had gotten swept in that series in Tampa Bay. It was like a, a reveal yourself series. Show us who you are because they were hovering around mediocrity. And Cashman decided that after they had gotten swept, it was time to hit a little bit of a reset button. Out goes Andrew Miller or Aldis Chapman. Let's go out there and trade these guys because we do feel like next year, There is a a surplus of young talent within this organization who is going to help usher us in the new era of Yankee baseball that results in not just championship, but championships. And it was Sanchez and Judge and Severino and Tyler Austin. It was that whole crop of players. You know, Clint Frazier that got in the trade and Gleyber Torres comes over. And it feels like since that moment, 
when you were at your highest of highs as far as being optimistic and enthusiastic about what the future entailed because it was like the late 90s all over again. Here comes all of these players who are going to be great. Since then, could you be further away from a World Series? Which is why it goes back to the reality. Cashman no longer knows how to build a championship team. A team, yes, that's good enough to win a lot of games during the regular season but fall flat on their faces once they get to the playoffs. Because I remind you, it it is funny. Like, yes, the Yankees did technically last year get to the championship series, so it sounds like more than what it actually was. But remember, after struggling to beat Cleveland, how many games did they win past the division series? That would be zero. That would be zero. So, I mean... I've said for weeks, I'm done getting frustrated, I'm done being annoyed, I'm done being irritated because I've just accepted that this season is a wash. And then you see everything that's happened this week with Harman, who we'll get to, and Rizzo, who we'll also talk about. And it's just like, it doesn't feel meant to be. Everything that could go wrong is going wrong. You're one of a, a, a judge contract and he's hurt again. Which, speaking of judge, guys... Somebody's got to explain to me the logic behind. Okay, here's the math: the Yankees, nineteen and twenty-three this season without Judge. Since he's come back in the games that he's actually played, they're four and two. What does that add up to? Okay, uh, might be one of the biggest games of the season. Let's rest him at home against the Astros. Doesn't make any sense to me. This organization continues to be handcuffed by all of the analytics and their inability to deviate from their original plan. So Judge tonight wasn't healthy enough to DH. But I just watched him a couple innings ago come in and pinch hit. How does that make any sense? If he's healthy enough to play, he should be out there. Where's the sense of urgency? Especially with this impending series against the White Sox, who are dreadful. Now, I know the Yankees aren't in any place where they should be looking down on any opponent. Because, you know, who who are you as a team that's been hovering around 500 to deem anyone as inferior? But uh, resting him on that Sunday night game against the Orioles was an absolute disgrace. Resting him tonight against the Astros coming off of a win is an utter embarrassment. They're treating this stretch of games like they're the damn Kansas City Chiefs holding on to the one seed. It makes no sense. You're two games out of a playoff spot, 50 games left of the season. Resting him because you are prioritizing the long run where the, when there may not even be a long run. Just it, it, It's mind-boggling to me. This organization has become a joke. They're doing things that I'm not even meaning to take any shots and have this team catch strays, but like this is something we would expect from the Mets. Oh, the Met oh yeah, that happened with the Mets. The Mets allowed someone to play for ten weeks with a concussion. Yeah, that sounds about right. The this is happening to the Yankees. And by the way, it goes final in the Bronx seven to three. They just fall to the Astros. So the two game winning streak that had you know, a certain portion of, of the fan base all excited about, you know, could this team make a run? Well, that comes to a, a screeching halt. At least you get Nestor Cortez going tomorrow. But with Verlander going opposite of him, 
What am I to be excited about? I always I keep coaching myself up to emotionally detach. Don't get too caught up. Don't get too wrapped up in what's happening. You know the season isn't going to end in a promising fashion. But when you're staring at, for the first time in seven years, missing the playoffs, fresh off of the GM of the team getting an extension, how does that not get you angry? How do you not leave Yankee Stadium right now ready to light the building on fire? Because staring at you is all the excuses. So yet another season that ends in failure and more explanations as to why, you know what? It's become so hard to win in baseball. 800-919-3776. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. I've got a stat here that I came across that worries me. It worries me when he talks when we look at the Yankees. So we'll get to that. Then also get to the football as well. 800-919-3776. We're cooking something special up. Going until midnight right here on 98.7 ESPN. We're done. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. And Joe Leo's asking me during the break, like, what did the Yankees do with him? Do they DFA him? The problem is because of the Herman debacle, and I get Nestor's coming back tomorrow. You just don't have the pitching depth to withstand sending Severino away. If Ramon were here, you could simply tell him, look, go to the bullpen, empty the tank for an inning. That's going to be your best path to corralling a second contract or, or your next contract, I should say, with another team because it ain't happening here. So let's put something on the resume reel get it cooking, and, and maybe someone will see something in you going forward. But I, I, it's it's hard to do that. You, you don't have the depth. And the Yankees right now have the best bullpen in baseball. But when your starters outside of Cole consistently become, you know, the unfolding of question marks night after night, it's going to tax your bullpen, which is why even if the Yankees had started to play well, they were never set up for long-term success. You could you could excite yourselves over like Stanton for the third straight game just hit a home run. Oh, maybe he's turning it around. And then IKF was actually you know played pretty well this year given what the expectations were. You know he's been one of your most consistent offensive players, which actually is kind of sad. But shout out to him for that. You know Judge getting healthy. It was all going to crash and burn simply because. Garrett Cole is having a monstrous season, probably going to finish somewhere in the top three in Cy Young. Outside of that, who do you trust in that rotation? Radon missing half the season, all of a sudden is going to come back, be healthy, and be great? Nestor, well, I love that. Nestor's on his way back. Guys, did you watch him before he got hurt? He was awful. So I'm just going to believe he's going to come back, be healthy, and be great. Too many question marks. And you know, all of that all of that comes after Brian Cashman. This past offseason got a damn extension. What's going on? What's happening here? Where's the accountability? He got an extension last year. And I told you the stat that worries me. So I'm looking at Apple TV doing this broadcast. 
and they flashed a graphic on a lower third. And, and it said the, the, the Yankees have the second most days lost to injury behind the Dodgers. 1,440, 1446 days lost to injuries for the Yankees behind the Dodgers. And why that stat scares me is because you can see what the narrative will become at the end of the season. Well, what do you expect us to do in the toughest division in baseball with all the injuries? I mean, we were relying on Radon. He missed half the season. We were relying on Nestor Cortez, who was an all-star last year. He missed significant time. Anthony Rizzo was concussed. Judge missed all this time, our MVP, heart and soul of our team. Josh Donaldson missed some time. We can see we can see that narrative building. Because it's what they tried to sell us last year. I mean, Matt Carpenter became like prime Barry Bonds the way we talked about him. Well, if you could have kept him healthy, you know, maybe it's different. And I understand DJ was hurt. I get it. But I, it, it's so funny. Injuries only seem to affect the Yankees. Didn't we just watch the Braves lose their best player and win a World Series? The Astros have had significant time missed by both Alvarez and and Altuve. And here they are occupying the second wild card. Then you look at the division standings. Oh, that's right. They're just two games back in a loss column of being the division winner. So injuries happen all over the sport. All over. And teams are able to overcome that. But when it's the Yankees... It's the excuse that buys them more time. Let's call it what it is, man. The GM has no idea how to put together a team that's capable of winning a championship anymore. He's living off of the success of the past, 2009, and everything that happened in the late 90s. I know some people don't want to give him credit for it, but he's living off of that. And it's time, It's about damn time change happens, some accountability. And, you know, if you're a Yankee fan out there, the the the, the tough part of it is you might not see it, because as long as Hal sees that the ratings on the Yes Network are doing well and the fans are still showing up to the ballpark, that's good business. But right now, it's not looking great. And how do you make the case that next year is going to be even better? Aaron Boone just flashed on my screen. I'm getting flashbacks to what he said last Sunday about, you know, despite we us striking out 18 times when we only get 27 outs, still saw some good at bats. I'm annoyed with this whole organization. So let's talk to you. 800-919-3776. We go to Washingtonville. Eli's batting leadoff. I'm fired up, man. Eli, what's going on? Listen, man. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, you're one of the, the realest analysts at the ESPN. That you're in lockstep with every single Yankee fan out here that for years has had, like, trash Cashman. And, and, and every year we say the same thing. That Cashman, that's it. The dude has to go. It needs to be a change in this organization. And Hal is not, he's not, he's not making it happen. But let me ask you a question. Right now, in both teams' situation, what – if you were to choose a team, right, say if you were not a Yankee fan, what would you pick, the Yankees to be a Yankee or to be a Mets fan? Well, look, it's it's certainly become, and I appreciate the love and the call, Eli, it's certainly become like the question being asked on the station, like which position would you rather be in? The Mets who are honest about what has transpired and doing everything in their part to rectify it, or the Yankees who are just too stuck and stubborn in their ways and they're just going to try to keep banging the wall hoping for a different result. It's a good question. 
And look, I'm a fan of the Yankees, but no one's ever going to call me like a homer. You know I'll rip my teams when it's time to do that. I Sometimes fans will swing too far in the other direction and you know, be too pessimistic. But I feel like I'm fair and I'm able to be objective. Which team would I rather be a fan of right now? I would say I, I still would rather be a fan of the Yankees just because recent history tells me at the very at the very least or at you know at worst they're going to be in the playoffs or at least contending for a playoff spot whereas with the Mets you go back the last what 7 years now they have one playoff win and there's so much there's so much um in the air about who's coming in to you know, fix this dumpster fire like we still don't know what happens with Buck what's going to happen with uh, Epler, uh, David Stearns is the name, right? That's being floated around. So we we don't know what's going to happen in, in that regard. But it's it's I mean it's certainly like for both teams, not what you want to quote the old skipper of the Yankees. It's not what you want. But I still would say by a hair, and it's not being me, me being a homer by a hair, I would choose the Yankees for all the reasons I mentioned. The Mets just have a lot going on. No recent success or getting to the playoffs to fall on as like a you know worst case scenario type of situation. Let's go to New Jersey. We talked to Jamie. What's up, Jamie? Hey, how are you? Uh, I've been better. I gotta be honest, but you know, I'm here, kicking and screaming my way through the show. Uh, yeah. So again, I, I'm a 50 year old guy. Got four kids, two older boys, two younger kids, uh, younger girls. Um, and, it, you know, I, I try to watch Yanks. But, you know, we had Nick Swisher a couple years ago, right? Nick Swisher was not the answer, right? N- none of us were ever like, Nick Swisher is the answer, blow, you know, on a day-to-day basis. But you know what? He was exciting. He was fun. He made the game somewhat exciting. Garrett Cole, we love him, right? The guy is a, is a stud. He's a rock. He's as boring as nails. And that's that's okay. That's okay, right? I look at I look at Garrett Cole as Henrik Lundqvist to the uh, to the Rangers, right? Just a solid guy. He's never going to embarrass the organization. He's a he's obviously a you know a pro a pro's pro at his craft. This Yankee team just I I, I mean I don't know. It just a couple of years ago it felt exciting, right? Mm-hmm. I, I have an 18, a 21-year-old, uh, two boys. One's a senior in college. The other is a freshman. It, it, they could care less about baseball. And it's it's sad to me. It, it's sad that that's where we're going. And baseball is just, you know, these guys are standing up there just guessing. They're, I know it's all the analytics and this and that and the other thing, but they're guessing. They're guessing at these pitches. It just, I don't know. I don't know what to do about the, the game of baseball, but, it's it's hard to watch. Yeah, it's What's tough. It's tough, and I appreciate the call. Look, I am not someone who is as you know passionate against analytics as I know a lot of the audiences. I do embrace it, and I am a numbers guy. But there is a lot of, an element of this thing going way too far in one direction, where there's no pushback on it. I can't sit there and and question this front office. Because their answer is, you know, most of the time it works and we do it again, which to me is ridiculous. I also can't stand, like last year, when the Jets lost that game to the Lions, to do a little cross-sports analogy, they lost that game to the Lions. 
we could grill Salah after and say, yo, what's good with your time management? What happened on that fourth down call? Why are you allowing this offense to, on a fourth down, go for a 50-plus yard touchdown? Something's wrong with that. And you know what? The criticism is legitimate. During the playoffs with the Knicks, right, Tom Thibodeau, we can, we can chastise him. We can be critical of some of the decisions he made, some of the rotation uh, uh, adjustments he made. We can do that. But in baseball, it's like, you know, what do you want Aaron Boone to do? He's not really managing. So what the hell is he here for? That's what I don't understand. I, I have a guy who was supposed to be, I guess, the face of the organization, certainly the head honcho. But anytime something goes awry, I can't question him because he's not the one making decisions. And somehow it's become unfair to indict the manager of the team. Like, why did we why did we get here? That makes no sense to me. If the Yankees are playing well, let's put him in the man. Can we just get rid of the manager of the year award then? What's the manager doing? If I can't be critical of him for bullpen decisions, for resting judge when the Yankees desperately need him, what can I criticize him for? Explain that to me. Tell me something that could happen with the Yankees that makes it fair to criticize Boone. Because I keep hearing, well, you can't criticize Boone. What's he supposed to do with all the injuries? I'm watching teams all around baseball win games despite injuries. If I can't criticize him for the single worst regular season campaign he's had since he's become the manager, then what am I going to criticize him for? We'll continue to take your phone calls coming up next. Ty Butler going until midnight right here on 9870 ESPN. Is all for the god of Yankees. The analytic people with the Yankees, I hate you. This is the Ty Butler Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Yankees calls. Just real quick, back to that caller who, I believe it was Eli in Washingtonville, who asked about which stock would you invest in right now if you are looking for a team to do so uh, as far as the baseball in, in, in this town. Is it the Yankees who are just too stubborn to admit that they've made egregious errors or the Mets who, yes, after experiencing the biggest debacle and probably the biggest flop in New York sports history, decided we're going to tear this down. Let's not let's not act like beating the Nationals and potentially beating the Royals, who they ended up getting swept by. Let's not act like that's going to salvage our season and it'll prime us for a run. We have to unload, retool, and, and, and get much better uh, in our farm system in order to rebuild our brand for the health of this organization's purposes, it, we got to unload some of these contracts. Even if we got to pay a lot of it off, let's go get some prospects and look ahead to the future. Am I buying stock in that or the Yankees? What I will say, and I, and I chose the Yankees just because of recent history saying, at least during the playoffs, and the Mets have won playoff win in the last seven years. I don't know who their manager is going to be. I don't know who their general manager is going to be, president of basketball operations. But if that turns out to be Theo Epstein, who's ended two curses, we might have to reevaluate that, especially if the Yankees don't make any significant moves with Cashman and, and, and Boone at the end of the year. And I gave you the number. Uh, Apple TV put up the graphic that the Yankees have – the second most days lost to injury this season behind only the Dodgers, 
that's the excuse they're going to build into this end of the year press conference. You know, injuries and we got bit by that. And, you know, what do you expect us to do? Next year we'll be better and healthier, even though we're getting older. So it doesn't really make sense. But that's what they'll do. That's exactly what they'll do. 800 919 3776. Let's go to New Jersey and holler at Max. What's up, Max? Hey, Ty, what's going on? How you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. What's going on? Yeah, it's been a while. I uh, have been meaning to call in, but I really, I really love hearing you on on the air. And I, you know, best best luck moving forward. And I, I really hope to hear you more. But uh, thanks, man. Yeah, wanna wanna talk wanna talk about the Yankees. Uh, you know, I know things haven't been great since the summer, and and I was one who was maybe looking at it a little optimistically, thinking, all right, you know, once Judge comes back, maybe we'll do something at the deadline, and. And, you know, you got Cole and Rodon in the playoffs, a one-two punch. You know, there's a possibility that maybe they can make a run in the American League, which isn't particularly strong. But this week, like you said earlier, I mean, took the words out of my mouth. It feels very Netsy. And I don't mean that as a shot as the Mets. I mean, as a Knicks fan, I've been through, you know, a bunch of torture my whole life. Uh, but, you know, really starting last Sunday in Baltimore and with uh, Boone's comments, at the end of the game, and then the whole thing on Monday with Herman was supposed to start, and then he was scratched, and then he's warming up in the bullpen in the fifth inning, uh, and then obviously what went along with Herman later in the week, and those details that came out today were just really, you know, not good, not what you want to hear. But then the whole thing with Rizzo too, right? Like that's kind of a debacle, and and the deadline, and it, it just has been a really bad week where. It really just feels like things are not going to turn around. It's just the, the, it seems like the organization is just in a little bit of free fall right now. And, and, and that Rizzo thing, too, I mean, that was handled so poorly because if they play it cautiously uh, earlier in the season, maybe put him on the I.L. And, or even a month after, I mean, he didn't have a home run for two whole months. Yeah, and they didn't think that that was weird. That's the, Max, that's the thing that's so odd about this situation. And I'll let you finish. But the Yankees consider themselves to be such a buttoned-up organization when it comes to, like, the lengths they go to monitor their players and and how they help them reach peak efficacy, right? Like, you know, when you're on a flight, this is how you should sleep. I don't care if you hit four home runs the night before, you know, you're resting tomorrow. They go through all these lengths, but they watched Rizzo completely fall off a cliff after getting hit in his head that wasn't alarming. Like to me, that just yeah. just reeks of a team that's losing it. That they're 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 losing it. What is what's mm-hmm. happening here? Exactly, and and if, you know if they played it cautiously, I mean maybe things kind of checked out and he seemed okay a couple of days after he you know had that collision with with Fernando Tatis. But now, I mean now it's August. They're three games back of a wild card spot. Like, it's go time if they're going to make it. And if they would have possibly gotten him right uh, back in June or even July, I mean, he could possibly come back and and make an impact and try to help this team make the playoffs. But now, who knows how long he's going to be out. You remember what happened with Clint Frazier and the concussions there. I mean, he he essentially missed the whole season because of it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's just, you know, a really bad situation. And and the Herman thing, too, quickly was just – you know, think about it, he had a perfect game just a little over a month ago, and he's had just such a turbulent tenure with the Yankees to the suspension in 2019. Then 
getting suspended for the sticky stuff earlier this season. Then he pitches the perfect game, and then now he's probably never going to throw another pitch. I would surmise he's never. Yeah, and I appreciate the call, Max. I would surmise his days as a Yankee. Uh, they're over. When you look at the details that came out today, just as far as what actually transpired on Tuesday in the clubhouse where he was so belligerent, he's smashing TVs, he's flipping over couches, he had confrontations with teammates and also with Boone. I mean, the details are just abhorrent. And it just goes back to, and not that the Yankees could have predicted this would happen, but the decision following his domestic violence incident or the alleged domestic violence incident uh, that happened in front of teammates publicly, that decision to still, after serving that 81-game suspension, bring him back is one that is aged as poorly as one that I can remember. It It was weird watching him throw the perfect game because we celebrated it knowing he had a checkered past. And yes, people deserve second chances. But when you now look at what's happened to him over the last three years, just I hope he gets the help that he needs because, you know, you read the story and he clearly has a problem. But this happening on their watch, again, reeks of an organization that's just falling apart. You're losing your grip on everything that you stand for. Because all we hear about is you can't have your facial hair at a certain length and you got to do this and you got to do that the Yankee way. But you're some guy was one of the players was just in the clubhouse intoxicated, flipping couches over, punching TVs, getting into it with his teammates and the manager. You allowed one of your players to go 10 weeks playing with a, a, a concussion. Uh, you, this is just uh, uh, one of the worst weeks that they've that Cashman's ever had overseeing this operation. What's going on here? What's the fix? What's the solution? And who's going to be held accountable? We'll get back to your calls coming up next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Is a stud. He's a rock. He's as boring as nails. 